Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. It says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. So the gospel is good news. It must be preached or it must be, it must be proclaimed for people to hear, for it to produce the faith of believing. Amen. To get the results of the good news or, or the good report. Amen. And so that's what we do. We are a preacher of the gospel as we are a preacher of the kingdom of God, amen, as the gospel is preached, then the kingdom of God is advanced at the preaching, at the preaching of the gospel, amen. But your faith comes from hearing the word of God from those who are preaching, preaching the gospel, amen. You must be um, sent, a preacher of the gospel must be sent Amen. From Mount Zion. In other words, that they are sanctified from this world. Amen. The mountain of God, Mount Zion, is the mount of God. Amen. And the natural Mount Horeb, where Moses met with and talked with the Lord. And he was always sent, amen, to set the people free. God sent Moses from the Mount of God to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Amen. So this is the type of the gospel. And then in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, and the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. So in the gospel, when the gospel is preached, there is a great exchange. The burden, amen. You put the burden upon the Lord. He takes that burden and he gives you relief. He gives you comfort. So there will always be a great exchange in the preaching of the gospel. 
You would have to let go of those things that bind you because Jesus has paid the price completely. Amen. So it would be a disservice to the Lord that if you, after hearing the preaching of the gospel, still hold on to those things which try to bind you. Amen. You must exchange this beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. So if you held on to those things which kept you bound, you would be a victim and you would be refusing the relief that the Lord was offering. Amen. For some people, their reward is being a victim. Amen. Instead of receiving the relief that comes through the word of God and by the power of God, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to those who believe, to the Jew first, but also to the Greek, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, revealed from faith to faith. Amen. And so there must be an acknowledgement of the truth. Amen. To receive from God, you have to acknowledge the truth. The truth is what God calls the truth. It is what produces the fruit of righteousness. Amen. God does not want you um, damned. He does not want you going to hell. He does not want you sick. He does not want you poor. You would have to come grips, come to grips with that as you hear the preaching of the gospel and to receive the benefit, the blessing of God that removes those things which try to bind you. Amen. You should only look to Jesus and not seek to accomplish those things in any other way. That would be idol worship. So if you sought your healing in any other place besides Jesus, that would be idol worship. If you sought salvation in any other place besides Jesus, that would be idol worship. If you sought prosperity in any other place besides Jesus, then that would be idol worship. That would be those things that would lift you up into pride that you had accomplished something of your own. If you looked for wisdom in any other place besides Jesus, that would be that would be idol worship. So today, turn with me to Third John. Third John, I believe it only has one chapter, chapter one. Verses three and four. Third John. Chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. It says, For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. So this is the Apostle John. He says, His greatest joy, I want you to meditate on that, is to hear that his children walk in the truth. Amen. So he's calling those that were converted under his ministry. He's calling them his children, that he birthed them forth spiritually and that they adhered unto his doctrine, the apostolic doctrine. Amen. And so this is the new church. 
And he has no, no greater joy than to hear that his children are walking in the truth. Amen. And that he rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that was in them, just as they walked in, in the truth. So walking in the truth is living by the truth. Amen. Uh, walk, but walking by faith, not by sight, walking by the truth that is in the word of God, that which is revealed by the Holy Spirit, because there are many who would try to exploit the word of God to make it say what they want it, it to say. Amen. But the Bible says the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Your freedom comes in what the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Amen. And as you began to do them by the restraints of love, the love of God compels us. The love of God constrains us. Amen. And so you are bound. You bound yourself by love to walk in what the Holy Spirit reveals to be the truth. And that's the mandate for the church is to is to walk in the truth. Amen. Then in 2 John Chapter 1, 2 John, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. I rejoice greatly that I found some of your children walking in truth as we receive commandment from the Father. So walking in truth is the commandment of the Father God. And now plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we had, have had from the beginning, that you love one another. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out, that's verse 7, into the world, who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things which we have worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. So the, the antichrist spirit is trying to cheat you of your reward, the things that you have gained Spiritually, you began in the spirit, you have to continue in the spirit. And so you have to walk in the truth. Why? Because there are many deceivers out there that represent Antichrist. That spirit of deception is Antichrist so that you would not, that you would not walk in the truth. Amen. Which is the commandment of the father, which is the mandate of the church which is the house of God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. So the mandate for the church is that it is not optional. You have to walk in the truth as revealed by the Lord. In St. John, chapter 17, St. John chapter 17, verses 14 through 19. 
St. John chapter 17, verses 14 through 19. I have given them your word, and the world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So he's talking about the disciples, and by extension, all those who are saved that, that come after the disciples or apostles. And that salvation is coming into this earth by the preaching of the gospel. He says, I've given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So mark that. In verse 17, so I'm not taking them, Jesus says, I'm not going to take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from evil and then continuing, continuing by sanctifying them unto God and from the world. Amen. How does he do that? He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. So you sanctify the church is sanctified by the truth. Amen. God's word is, is the truth. As you have sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by, by the truth. Amen. And so, you're in the world, children of God, church of God. Okay, you're in the world, you're not of the world. Why? Because you're sanctified. How are you sanctified? By the word of truth. Amen. So whatever God says is truth is a commandment to you. And that is what distinguishes you from the world. Amen. That you're separated from the world. You're separated unto God. And so understanding that the word of God by the word of God, the Holy Spirit reveals. In other words, he guides and leads you, the Bible says, into all truth. So he guides and leads you into the word. He guides and leads you into the truth. That becomes your command and that separates you from, from the world. Amen. So you be separated, separated from the world. Amen different from the world so that there will be a difference between you and the world. I know I'm saying the same thing over and over. It's so important for there to be a difference between us and the world because we represent the truth. Amen. And we represent the light. Amen. And back to 2 John. 2 John, chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, it says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. So the doctrine of Christ, Christ is the anointed one and his anointing. 
So you have to abide or continue or to live or to dwell in the doctrine of Christ. If you don't have it, then you don't have God. So it is the doctrine of Christ. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Amen. That word to transgress is to go contrary, to violate a command, to go away from or to move away from. We're speaking of the doctrine of Christ. So the doctrine of Christ is supposed to keep you, to carry you, um, to cleanse you, to purify you. Amen. Jesus says, I'm going to purify you by the word. Thy word is truth. And so the, the washing of the water of the word, that you may be cleansed by the washing of the water of the word, is to purify you. In other words, that when you're born again unto God, you are of God. You're of God, little children. You are of God. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And behold, all things are of God. You are of God little children. Amen. And so you walk, the word walk means you walk with God. And so it would be impossible to walk with the truth. Amen. And for the truth not to affect you. Amen. In a positive way, you would be lying against the truth. You would be rejecting the truth if you did not walk in the truth. In other words, that's fellowship with God. Fellowship in the light is fellowshipping with, with the truth. Amen. And so God wants to keep you from evil. God wants to keep you from wickedness. God wants to keep you from the spirit of the world. God wants to keep you from the wiles of the devil. Amen. And so that is accomplished by walking in, by walking in the truth. Amen. So the imperative of the truth is not optional. It is our calling because the devil's agenda is advanced by lies. And so we're supposed to do the will of God, not carry out the devil's agenda. And so the devil's agenda is accomplished by those who walk in lies. But God's agenda or his will is accomplished by those who walk in the truth. Now, we are not called to live in this earth unto ourselves. In other words, God placed you in this earth to be a blessing. He told Abraham, I blessed you to be a blessing. Amen. To be a helper, to, to save life. Amen. To affect healing and deliverance. Amen. God has placed you to advance his kingdom. In St. John chapter 8. St. John chapter 8. Verse 44. So this is Jesus speaking to the Jews. The same Jews that Jesus spoke to uh, around verse 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, that if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth. 
and the truth will set you free. Amen. These same Jews, a few passages later, a few scriptures later, verses later, verse 44, he says, you're of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not abide in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Amen. So Jesus is speaking to these Jews who are contending with him. Jesus, he came as the son of man to minister, but Jesus is the word. Amen. And Jesus did the, the, the commandments of his father, the will of his father, everything that Jesus did, everything that Jesus said. And here are these Jews contending with him. They are rejecting the truth. They have no place for the word in him. So he says, you're of your father, the devil, or the one who spawned you is the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. Now, what is the lust of the devil? He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. So if the devil is speaking, he is speaking a lie and it is a lying spirit. There's no truth in him. He has no ability to give truth or to handle the truth. So there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. Amen. So he is, he is um, speaking of his own resources. He's speaking um, that which is that which he is when he's when he's speaking a lie because he's the father of lies. Amen. And so the Lord has called us to abide in the truth, but those that do the lust of Satan abide in the lie or in the lies. Amen. So the church has a mandate to be only light. So we see two agendas in the earth. One we spoke of earlier. It is the doctrine or the teaching of Christ. Amen. Christ's teaching, but also the teaching which expound Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. So one agenda is the doctrine of Christ and the other agenda is the doctrine of Antichrist. The doctrine of Christ is based on the truth. The doctrine of Antichrist is based on the lie, amen, or lies. The Bible says because there, there are many deceivers which have come into the world. And so deception is of the Antichrist, amen, because the Antichrist cannot um, advance where the truth of God is advancing. The, the truth of the doctrine of Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. Amen. And so the church has a part to play in Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five. Verses 13 through 16. Matthew 
chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how then shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. So you're called salt and you're called light. The church is called salt and light in the the, the attribute of salt, the characteristic of salt is flavor. Amen. It adds flavor to food, to make food to be more desirable, to make food to be more attractive. Amen. And so you are salt and you are your light. That salt, it, it speaks of the Holy Spirit, amen, that you're salted with salt. The Holy Spirit, amen. In, a, in other words, when you salt something in um, previous times there, and even now to a degree, there's, there was a thing called salted meat, amen, which was used to preserve the meat. There was no refrigeration. And so um, there were smoke houses where you salt the meat, and because the meat was salted, it was preserved, amen. So salt means preservation, amen, of life, amen. Preservation of that which is desirable. And so you're salted really with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, amen, is, is that which is in this earth, which holds the place of righteousness, amen. You're called to take a stand. You're called to, to stand fast, amen, to endure, amen. And the ability to do that is in the Holy Spirit, amen. And so it is those who receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, which are able to preserve life and to show forth that which is righteousness. You're also light. The light represents the illumination of the truth. So you're the salt of the earth. So you're preserving the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, if you reject the Holy Spirit, if you reject the work of the Holy Spirit, you have no salt within yourself. Amen. You, you have no ability because it is the Holy Spirit who causes the kingdom of God to come. If I cast out devils by the Holy Spirit, which is the finger of God, Jesus said, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. It is the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of life. And so the devil is the spirit of corruption, decay, and death. Amen. He is trying to um, kill, steal, and to destroy, to cause death to as many as possible. Amen. Especially if he can do it without them accepting the Lord Jesus or for their life to be preserved. Amen. And so we've got these two agendas, but God's agenda is accomplished through Zion, through the church. Amen. Oh, that salvation would come from Mount Zion. 
Amen. Oh, that the psalmist says, oh, that salvation should, would come through Mount Zion. Amen. And so salvation from heaven, Mount Zion in heaven, amen, that that same Zion, that projection of Zion in this earth for the church to walk after the truth would speak, would bring salvation and deliverance, amen, from Mount Zion. No, no other place. Yes, it is Jesus, amen, and Jesus is the light, amen. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And so that's what Zion, the church, is proclaiming so that we may be salt and that we may be that we may be light. Amen. In St. John chapter three. St. John chapter three and verse 19. St. John. Chapter 3, verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Verse 21. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. So those deeds done in God are called good works. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Now this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and that men love darkness rather than light. So there must be a distinction. One of the first things that God did in his creation, he said, let there be light. And then God divided the light, amen. The darkness he called night. The light he called day. There must be a distinction between light and darkness so that there would be a condemnation. People have spoken against condemnation. No, that those who are in darkness must be condemned by the light. So the light must be pure light. The purer that the light is, the greater the condemnation is, so that people can come out of the darkness. Now, the condemnation will stay if people prefer darkness rather than the light. And so we're supposed to be light having no part darkness, amen. So there would be no excuse that our doctrine is not polluted, amen. It is, it is not convoluted. It is not mixed. Amen. Jesus is clearly seen as the Lord high and lifted up that he may draw all men unto himself. Holy Ghost. That light is light. You're called to be salt and light, but you're called to be true light. Amen. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. Jesus came into the world. Jesus went back into heaven. Then Jesus commissioned the church. Now you go, make disciples of men. Now you, church, you are my light. Amen. You are my salt. Amen. That word salt also means, it means the savor. It's talking about the, the, the savor. You are the savor of, of, of life. Amen. The church, 
You're the savor, the taste of life unto life for those who will believe and receive. But you're the savor of death to those who reject. Amen. And so there is a judgment to those who reject. Amen. To those who are baptized and to believe, you shall be saved. But those who believe not, you're damned, you're condemned. Amen. And so there is a condemnation. There is a damnation if you refuse the light. And so that's why it's so important for the church to be, for the church to be pure light. Because there are many deceivers out there. So agendas, the agenda of the doctrine of Christ, working truth and working light is in this earth. And the doctrine of Antichrist. So there's a doctrine of Christ. And then there's a doctrine of Antichrist. And so there are those who are trying to deceive, who are trying to, to mix, who are trying to convolute the true light so that people would not come unto the light, so that people would stay, would stay in darkness, and so that people also would not be aware or conscious. The light is of the day. There's no occasion for stumbling for those who walk in the light, who walk in the day. But for those who walk in darkness, they stumble over even that which they do not, they do not know. Amen. And so the, the, the doctrine of Antichrist is the agenda that is, walk, that is working against the doctrine of Christ. And so the church is supposed to be absolute. Light is, is light. And yet there is much mixture out there, much perversion out there because of people's lust. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Lawlessness is iniquity is already at work. Only he who now restrains, he will do so until he is taken out of the way. So then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So I want you to catch this. The lawless one is talking about the, the Antichrist. We've been speaking of the Antichrist spirit, which will culminate in the appearance of the actual Antichrist. But that which is of the Antichrist spirit is that which is of the Antichrist. So if you see the agenda of the Antichrist, you will see the agenda of the Antichrist spirit, which is already in this earth. Amen. And so what is restraining? It's talking about keeping him from coming. Well, we know that it is the Holy Spirit is restraining the Antichrist. But even more, it is the church, amen, which is um, operating by the Holy Spirit. 
It is the true church. The Bible talks about a true church and a false church, a true church, that that which is um, the elect lady, amen, that which is pure, that which is right, that which does the will of God, and that false church, that harlot church, amen, which says that it is a church, but it is in opposition to all things that are of, of the Lord, amen opposing and exalting, the Bible says that the Antichrist opposes and exalts himself above everything which is right, everything which is which is God. Amen. So the church is restraining the Antichrist, not just any church, but the church which is led and operated by the Holy Spirit. This is salt and light. So what is keeping and the, the Antichrist, salt and light, amen. It is the church. It is the Holy Spirit component of the church that is the true church, amen. And I want you to see also, the Bible says the actual Antichrist, Antichrist is destroyed by the spirit of Jesus's mouth. That is verse eight. That And today it is, his Holy Spirit in our mouths, which destroys the Antichrist spirit, amen. And so when you speak of spirit, you speak of breath. There are those that speak by the Antichrist spirit and they produce deception and lies. And those who speak by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, amen. Beginning with his leaders, which are preachers of righteousness who appeared on Mount Zion, the Bible says, which is as heaven itself to produce Mount Zion in this earth, days of heaven on earth, in this earth realm, amen, to bring the presence of heaven, the joy of heaven, the righteousness, the peace, and the joy of heaven is brought into this earth realm by the inspiration of those who speak by the Holy Spirit to bring forth the kingdom of God, those who preach the doctrine of Christ. The, the apostolic doctrine is the doctrine, is the doctrine of Christ, amen. And so Antichrist seeks to remove the Holy Spirit from every arena of life. And so that is what is going on now. The church is called to hold its ground. What is going on now? That those who know, those who perceive, uh, uh, those who are alert, those who are watching, amen, spiritually speaking, they understand that there is an agenda afoot, amen, that you should not be a part of, but that you should, by the light of God, you should resist. It is the agenda of the Antichrist. It is that which tries to get rid of the true church and replace it with a false church. That in the church, amen, there are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. In that fake church, they are false apostles or false prophets, false evangelists, false pastors, and false teachers. They produce darkness. They produce cloudiness and murkiness. They, they take people away from the faithful shores of the Lord, that which is sure, that which is right. Amen. They take people away from the boundaries which are of the Lord. 
Amen. The ancient landmarks. Amen. They, they seek to remove from history any reference to, to God, for instance, being the one who planted America. Amen. They try to take away any reference to that. How do you do that? How do you remove the truth? You try to replace it with a lie. And so you have to be wise. You have to perceive and know that when people begin to try to change history and say that the founders were wicked people, that they were bigots, that they were racist, amen, that makes you a victim. And when you are a victim, it justifies everything that you do in opposition unto the Lord, in opposition to the truth. If you are a victim, then all this is fair, amen. And so there is a pollution. There is corruption. The Bible calls these people corruptors because that's what they desire to do. And so they are false apostles, false prophets, false evangelists, false pastors, false teachers in the church or in churches, not God's true church, but also in any arena such, such as news, amen, the news media, any arena that is allowed, any platform that is allowed to speak forth, and if they have any semblance from the past that they are supposed to be that which is credible, then people would receive not noticing that the things that people were speaking were not inspired by the Holy Spirit. So they are false prophets, amen, and false apostles and teachers and the like, amen, which are perpetuating the agenda of Satan and the agenda of Antichrist. And so Jesus destroyed Antichrist by the breath of his coming. We destroy the Antichrist spirit by our breath, by speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit will destroy that wicked spirit of deception, that, that falsehood, that wicked spirit of lies, amen. And so anything which purports to say a truth without the word of God, without the, the spirit of God. And so people speak on, on, on all subjects. People speak on global warming. People speak on um, the pestilence, disease. Um, they, 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 they speak on um, pandemics and, and things of that nature. And they give you words and they give you mandates but the breath of those things that they give are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Indeed, they are anti-Christ. Amen. And they are trying to move the church away from the truth to make room for the anti-Christ. If the church moves away from the truth, the doctrine of Christ is what is called then the doctrine of Antichrist will begin to take over. And so when you, by the Holy Spirit, are alerted, you would be alerted to those things, then you are on guard against those things instead of joining with those things. Amen. That, that people, instead of celebrating freedom, that they began to condemn freedom and say you ought to be under the government. 
in essence, that the government is your God. Well, that's how the Antichrist will come on the scene. And the, the, the false, the, 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 the false popes and things is what they will use to try to get the church in line. Amen. So that you would comply with the lie. Amen. And so you have to say, I will not comply with the lie. And to, to co-opt the military. Amen. The military is supposed to be used as a force for righteousness. But in the hand of Antichrist, it is a force of unrighteousness. It is to put down freedom. Amen. To put down patriotism. To, to put down that, that yearning to be free and to express yourself and freedom. And so the Bible says that uh, supplications and prayers and giving of thanks shall be made for all men, for those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Amen. And so everything's supposed to be brought back into an atmosphere where the Lord can move in this earth, amen, where the light of God can shine in this earth. In 1 John chapter 4, in 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's what I just spoke about. I said false prophets are used by the Antichrist spirit. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come into the flesh is of God. So we're speaking, now we're talking about speaking spirits. Speaking breath, amen. What spirit you are of? What breath are you speaking by? Amen. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Overcome who? The Antichrist spirits, because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world and the world hears them. I want you to hear this child of God. Amen. There's a difference by those that speak by the spirit of God and those who do not speak by the spirit of God. The Antichrist spirit is of the world. Therefore, they speak of the world. Their solutions that are in the world of the world, their methods are in the world, in other world. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. And he who is not of God does not hear us. So the Apostle John says that those who are of God will hear us apostles. They would hear us. Amen. But they which are not of God, they which are of the world would not, would not hear us. It says we are of God. He who knows God hears us. And he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so there's a spirit of truth, the spirit of Christ. Amen. The word of truth, the word of Christ, the doctrine of truth, the doctrine of Christ. And so it is the doctrine of Christ which will separate you 
from error, from darkness, from that which is of the world. For many of God's children were overtaken by lies. Amen. And so they believed that what people were espousing, spouting, speaking spirits, amen, saying about pandemics, um, saying about um, global warming. They believed what the, the, the world was espousing about January the 6th and all these things, the people who were speaking that you listened to, were they speaking by inspiration of the Spirit of God? Amen. Was it advancing the Antichrist agenda? I've been through that. I've been, I've, I've told you the Antichrist agenda is to remove the church, to remove uh, Christians, to uh, make people comply, to take away um, people's freedom. Amen. That which was spoken, that speaking spirit, amen, was that of the Holy Spirit or was that of the Antichrist spirit, wicked spirit, amen, trying to make a place, trying to move out that which restrains, amen, they which were arrested, amen. What do they represent? What did they say that they represented, amen? The devil is trying to move out the Christians. The devil is trying to move out that which is of the spirit and replace it with a lie, that which is false. The devil even paid churches to advocate, amen, for those things which were of antichrist agenda. The devil would even have people come into churches, people who represent that which is of the Antichrist agenda, that which is of the Antichrist agenda that they would bring into their very churches and allow them to speak from that platform, amen, that, that holy platform, which is supposed to speak, those on that platform are supposed to be speaking by inspiration of God to a sanctuary. The Bible says the devil profaned God's sanctuary. Amen. To profane God's sanctuary. Amen. For, to, to have people to believe that which is not of God, that which would bring them, which would bring them into bondage. Amen. So the devil, the, the Antichrist spirit, he, he has a false prophet. Amen. The Antichrist has a false prophet and they promote the agenda of the beast. What's the beast? A beast is like an animal because it does not have the spirit of God. A brute beast, not just any beast. Amen. To bring people down to the level of brute beast without the spirit of God. So he uses false prophets, false spokespeople say it that way. And he uses thoughts, amen, in individuals, amen, if people would receive those thoughts and not cast them down, then they would not attain unto that higher place of dignity, which God has given by the Holy Spirit, 
Amen. And so that's why there is an uptick in hostility and persecution toward, toward the church. Amen. And just, but we cannot ignore our assignment. So if, if you watched and prayed, if you were aware, if you were sensitive, you would understand that there is an uptick against certain people. Amen. God's people. That, that people who say that the word of God is true, who live by the dictates of the Holy Spirit. These are enemies. Amen. And so the devil's crowd say that these are enemies of civility, enemies of what they call to be the truth. Amen. And so you, another thing that you would have to watch and be aware of is these um, unholy alliances or these, um, these unlikely, unlikely alliances where it looks like the church has joined with a voice. You know, be careful of those things, your church being used for anything except that which is to preach and that which is to pray. Jesus says that my father's house shall be a house of prayer. The temple shall be a house of prayer unto all nations. But you made it a den of thieves. And the zeal for my father's house has eaten me up. Amen. That anything that you're using the, the house of God for, which is not inspired of the Holy Spirit, bingo, you know, um, of, of football, um, 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 what, did, what did they call it? Super Bowl parties and things of that nature. Letting the government come in, you know, to give shots. Yeah, th that is not what the church of God is supposed to be used for. That is a slippery slope. That is just an opening to allow the Antichrist spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. And so there's a spirit and there is a flesh. Amen. And that which is not of the spirit of God. God has given us a gift. Amen. He, he has given us the, the, the call to worship. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together. He's given us that. That's, that's a gift. He's given us ministers. Amen. He's given us song ministry. Amen. To, to cultivate the presence of God and access to heaven, amen, and to um, facilitate the, the flow of ministry. These things are of God. They are taught. They are taught of the Lord, amen. You, you get so big, sometimes churches get so big, they look for more stuff to do, and they call it ministry, and they are not, they are not inspired of the Lord, amen. In Daniel chapter 7, I know my time is spent. The book of Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. This is the, speaking of the Antichrist, the actual Antichrist. So whatever he does, his spirit does. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High. So that's what his spirit does now. Shall persecute the saints of the Most High. So that's what his spirit does now. And shall intend to change times and law. 
Amen. And so the Antichrist spirit intends to change the times and the law. So things that people used to celebrate as holy, that those things have changed, you know. Things that were separated as holy days, that he seeks to change those things and to make other holidays that are blasphemous. Amen. Those things which are an abomination that they celebrate as a holiday. Holiday means a holy, a holy day to change the history. Amen. To change times and to change the law. That's the last one. To put forth wicked laws, to make it unlawful, to go after that which is holy, that which is right, to, to make those things illegal, to make the church illegal, to make the, even the word of God illegal. That's the Antichrist spirit. And so that's where we are today. And those who are wise can recognize these things because we are called to be light and not to be partakers of the unfruitful works of darkness, amen, that, but rather to expose them because whatever makes manifest, whatever exposes is the light, the ability to expose. It is the light which is exposes, not darkness, amen. And so the church has to be, the church, the church has to be pure, amen. The, the church must seek after uh, not only sound, doctrine, amen, but the doctrine which is of Christ. So Father God, we thank you for that word. We thank you that you're speaking even now, Lord God, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you caused me to speak, amen. You put words in my mouth, amen, that the heart of man would be convicted to be converted, amen, so that the soul would be converted, so that heart would be converted into the kingdom, the kingdom of God, where loyalty to God is not a question. Amen. It is our it is our mandate. Where light is our mandate. So Father God, grant us wisdom, knowledge and understanding, discretion and prudence. Amen. And Father God, we thank you for that word in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.